Hi, this is Cheryl Peterson from Healing Science Today. Have you heard of the cliche, clutter is confusion? We have clutter around our house, and it does make it more difficult to find things. What defines clutter? Things I don't use, at least seasonally, or will probably never use again? For example, I have an old flip phone. It has no chip because I have a more modern phone. Why on earth haven't I recycled the flip phone? It's been on the shelf for seven months. Why? I'm too busy. I'll wait until the pile of crap gets bigger or becomes unbearable, then take care of it all at once. Even my excuses can be clutterful, which gets me to asking, is mental clutter confusion? For thousands of years, people have theorized about thought power or the power of ego mind to alter reality. Every now and then, I hear the phraseology of mind over matter. Sure, some people probably don't give the topic of thought power, well, much thought, but others, including myself, discover a growing body of evidence that an uncluttered mind relates to a greater sense of well-being and a future worthy of eternity. Naturally, this evidence reveals the ethical imperative for further study and understanding, and it's happening. Within the fields of psychology and neuroscience, experiments are performed and evidence is found to show that, yes, mental health affects reality. It's been determined that like produces like. Honest, practical thoughts produce a more transparent and reasonable reality. Although I see the value of getting rid of harmful thoughts and acquiring and acting on constructive thoughts, Sometimes I don't even feel like I am my own thoughts. Makes me believe that it's easier to get rid of the flip phone than to get rid of thoughts of confusion. My own ego or human mind is limited or has bad timing. And although I appreciate the help of others as sounding boards or sources of advice and encouragement, even that's limited. So I acknowledge the uncluttered mind of God to help me declutter my own mind. I acknowledge the stimulus of the Holy Spirit. From the Bible, the book of Second Samuel, the story begins, There was a famine for three years. King David asked God, What's up with this unbearable famine? God said, your predecessor, King Saul, and his administration are guilty of bloodshed. God explained that King Saul had an overly enthusiastic attitude, an ambitious plan, but only for the people of Israel and Judah, which in turn caused Saul to try to eliminate people who weren't of Israel and Judah. Not of Israel or Judah, the Gibeonites were nearly eliminated. 
when in fact the Gibeonites had been promised safety previously. So David went to the Gibeonites and asked, What can I do for you? How can I fix matters so you can benefit from the Lord's inheritance? David didn't appear to have thoughts that judged people as superior or inferior. In their negotiations, the Gibeonites asked for that which only David could grant, and David followed through with the help from a woman named Rizpah. The famine came to an end. The goal isn't so much to get rid of a problem or confusion, but to get to know and to put into practice orderly, imperative, dignified, clutter-free mind. A free mind is our inheritance from God. And we can only inherit that which is like God, truth, love, principle, soul. Any thought or incentive of godlessness, pretension, biased adoration, or lawlessness is not a part of God's inheritance. Love expresses loveliness, not self-righteousness. Principle expresses undeceived mental states. Soul expresses right timing. The legacy of the one and same uncluttered divine mind is ongoing and all-inclusive. We can act on our inheritance toward ourselves and others. What can I do for you? How can I fix matters so you can benefit from the Lord's inheritance?